Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? What's up now, brother? Well, it's another New Music Monday. Same as it ever was. Hello to all of you beautiful people out there in internet radio land. So, uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, one of, a telltale sign of uh, living in the Northeast, man, is this time of year. I tell you, there's some weather that's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. Dude, it was, was it 70 degrees there. Dude, Friday, it was like 60 degrees here. Yeah. yeah. I woke up this morning and it was nine. Yeah. It was nine. And that wasn't even. Go back way. to sleep, Mother Nature. You're <laughs> drunk. Seriously, dude. Oh, that wasn't even the wind chill. That wait, 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 the wait. Temperature. Listen. Um, ah, the episode has started. Ah, indeed, indeed. Oh, wait a minute. I think I have something. Oh, boy. So special. Same as it ever was. Sponsored by <laughs> right. beer. Right. Sponsored by beer. That's it. Yep. Uh, well, we don't. So, we don't need the sponsorship money. We're just sponsored by beer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All beers. <laughs> So, were you in cargo shorts on Friday? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, but I will tell you that it was a little weird. It was like, uh, um, it, it's almost like I got up Friday morning and I was like, I don't know what to wear. <laughs> that's it's, so you're in a, it's in between weather. That's, it is. That's, uh, it that's is. winter time in San Diego. Mm. Oh, I know. I mean... 60, you know, it's like, oh, my God, 60. San Diego is just such the, the the weather thing in San Diego is so strange. It really is very, very strange. I know I've, I've talked about wondered and this is like you'll be like, OK, whatever. Um, but like when you see like TMZ, right? Yeah. And L.A., San Diego ish, like close ish. Yeah. But at night you always see people that they're trying to get like you know pictures of and stuff or tv interviews whatever uh in jackets you yeah. always see them in some sort of jacket right right but then during the day stuff people are in shorts and all that and i've always thought that was interesting and saying like i've heard people talk about and you can also you know speak more to this but like at night it gets it gets cool i wouldn't say cold Maybe it gets it gets cool. I mean, and I will tell. I mean, especially to especially me, okay. Just just cold to me is like below forty. Cool to me is like fifty fifty five. There were days. There there were days living where we lived, and, and this was kind of what I was about to say is, uh, you know, San Diego. Before I moved to San Diego, I had never fully experienced. I had never really experienced. Or maybe even fully understood the whole term uh, microclimate. Hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, are you familiar with that with that uh, idea? I mean, uh, in, but o- only in Asian uh, countries, uh, like in places that have high, like high humidity. I mean, would you say? Well, and that, it's kind of yeah. I mean, that's would the you thing. say it's, that that. Hawaii is the same way. Like it's that no. island. No micro. Oh, I would. I, I mean, in, it in depends Singapore, on what island you're on. In Singapore, it could be sunny, good to go, and then 
all of a sudden this rain comes in and it's the hardest, biggest drop rain that you'll ever feel in your life for 10 minutes and then it's gone and then it's sunny again. Well, that happens. I mean, that happens in Hawaii because, I mean, it is tropical. So, I mean, you do get like these afternoon thunder shower kind of things that happen. Um, But when I say, right, exactly. (laughs) You know, when, when the weather's hot and sticky, that ain't no time for Duncan Dickey. But when the frost is on the pumpkin, that's the time for Dickie Duncan. Oh my um, God, dude. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> dude, that was my old man. Limerick man. Dude, my father, um, my father got to a point near the end where, like in his last 10 years, where I swear to God, dude, it was like he couldn't tell you what he had for breakfast. But he, but he could still he could still recite all of these dirty limericks that he learned when he was like eighteen years old in college. I I used to have the book of gross limericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have all those books, man. Oh yeah, the, and you know what got us on that was um, comedian Jack and Jill went up the hill. Oh yeah, with a dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was like, who is this man? Mm-hmm. Back when you could listen to comedians and not be offended. And not be offended by them, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know what movie we actually watched this weekend? And it was funny because, like, Ma- I'm sitting with Madison and, and Jennifer. Madison had never seen it. Was uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, classic. Dude I, I, dude, I looked at it. I was like, have you ever seen this movie? She was like, no. Who have they ever these? seen Clerks? No, no. That's what I'm saying. I was like, you, do you know? She's like, who are these guys? I was like, dude, it's Jay and Silent Bob. You have to watch this movie. Well, and then, I hadn't watched it in years, and I was just blown away at being reminded of the star power in the cast of oh, that film, dude. Dude, Mallrats. It's huge. Like Dante wasn't really a big guy, you know, within yeah. that within that that realm and when that world, yeah. Right. But dude, Mallrats. Right. Yeah, like, and I was, and that's what I was saying to her. I was like, you have to understand that they're like, this is a movie that's part of this little clique of movies that all had like the same actors and actresses in them. You know, um, I think they were all directed by the same guy. Uh, Yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it was like, you know, because you see in in, uh, Jane Silent Bob, you see at, at the end of the movie when the, 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 uh, studio finally releases their film and it's at the theater, you know, and it's outside and you see all the people coming out of the theater who are given their own, like, Oh my God, that was the worst movie I've ever seen, you know, whatever. But it was all the people from all these other films that they had done, mm, yep. you know? And it was crazy watching it. Cause I mean, obviously you can tell, like I said to Madison, I was like, you know, you sort of have to be, you know, you sort of have to be a, a, a pretty big movie buff to appreciate this film. Because there well, there's so many times throughout the film where they're very obviously making it. It's like an it's like an homage to these classic movies. Yes. You know, there's the there's the whole scene where, um, you know, they're talking about. You know, uh, you know, they're talking about because they're they're stealing the monkey from the pharmaceutical company, 
yes. you know, or, or whatever it is. Outbreak. Right. And they're talking, well, it, it ends up going into, you know, the, you know, what if these animals ran free and, and, and they started to assimilate? And what if all of a sudden one day they took over and it's totally playing on the whole animal, like Planet of the Apes thing? Oh, no, you know? I have a, I have a, uh, a I guess you call it a, a screen print. Yeah. Uh, of a monkey with a sign on his on his front that says laugh now laugh now but someday we'll all be in charge right yeah <laughs> <laughs> of the Ape. yeah because it, like it literally gets to a point in this scene where it's like jay's on the beach and he's looking up and there's the statue of liberty yeah. sticking what? out of the right he's like you idiots you idiot i was like oh my god it's totally freaking planet of the apes you know um there was the yeah, other one where aren't old enough to watch those yet Oh, and, dude. like understand them well no i mean that was the thing is like she wasn't getting this because i mean the kids are into movies but they're not into like classic stuff um what, whoa 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 wait time out okay yeah are we calling this classic <laughs> oh i would no 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 no. i'm saying can we planet say of the classic apes. 90s no 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 i'm saying planet of the apes oh okay Jesus. you know what i mean like they're oh, yeah. they're making they're making these they're they're making these illusions or well, playing they've all been remade well, no, I know. I mean, but no, that's the whole point no is that they're making, they're sort of making fun of it. You know what I mean? There's the, uh, there's the scene in the movie where um, Will Ferrell is chasing him down and he's the, he's the federal, uh, you know, animal marshal or whatever. And he chases him into this sewer pipe and, or they're like, they end up at the dam and all of a sudden Jay and Silent Bob are in the giant pipe that's, you know, sticking out the side of the dam and you know it's totally from it's totally from uh, uh, Terminator. No, 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 no. God, Harrison Ford. Oh, uh, the fugitive. The fugitive. Yeah. Right. It was this. And I'm like, that's totally from the scene. This is this. I was like, and I'm looking at her. Like, have you ever seen the movie The Fugitive? She's like, no. I'm like, oh God, you're not getting this. No, it's because he was lazy. He's just like, oh, we'll say it's homage, but I just can't. Let's. It's just a scene that I need to fill. Right. <laughs> And then someone's like, well, what if we did this? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just funny. It was funny. Obviously, I hadn't seen the movie in years and years and years. What um, year did that? Do you know what year God, that came out? Was I don't it late even, 90s? I don't think it was that late. It, it was maybe 95, something okay. like that. I think at the latest. I went. To, I remember going off to college, and I was in, I was in school with a, with some guys who were really into those movies. Oh yeah, everyone, they were way into. Everyone clerks thought it was and, cool to like like clerks. Oh you yeah, know, and yeah, mall, rats. mall rats and all that crap. I mean, I was never really into it, but the like these guys were like, oh man, they're like the best movies ever. It was a very clicky kind of I don't know trendy thing. Well, and some people would say too that the their sellout movie was. Jay and Silent Bob. Well, yeah, I mean, because I think that's really what it was in a way. Because I mean, at that point, this had become such a, the, it had become such a phenomenon that it's not cool anymore, dude. Well, that's uh, like all of a sudden, all of the, I mean, there's big name actors in that film, dude. I'm like, yeah, almost Clerks every, and Mallrats. You couldn't, no, dude. Ben Affleck. Uh, they were totally was in Mallrats before, and he was he, a nobody. Yeah, he was a nobody. Jason Lee, right. same deal, right? Yep. I mean, I, 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 was, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, dude, I, you're watching you know, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and it's like every effing scene, dude. There's some, I mean, it's, Judd Nelson is in it. 
freaking um you were just talking about the comedians and and uh george carlin is in it um i mean it's just crazy and they show the credits and it's like scene after dude they got mark hamill he's fucking luke skywalker they have carrie fisher is in it <laughs> that's crazy it's the most ridiculous scene it was like cannonball run yeah right exactly Jesus, that I movie. still have not been able to find. Like you, you can't watch it online anywhere. You can't buy it online anywhere. Cannonball Run. There's something. Somebody has a hold on the rights on that. That's just not releasing. You can you can buy and watch Cannonball Run two, but not the original Cannonball. Wouldn't it be something Run. if it was like Burt Reynolds, like whoever like <laughs> runs his estate? Can you imagine if it was yeah. somebody who runs his estate's like this film will never be seen. This film will never be seen again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I want my kids to watch this movie about Kurt Reynolds. What the hell race that across dude's America? Deal, man. Like, oh. well, and and then uh, what's her name? Uh, Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson, and Lonnie Anderson. Oh yeah, man, from WKRP. Dom Deluise. You know what, you WKRP know in Cincinnati. Dude, what's great about those films, and to include Smoking the Bandits, where the outtakes at the end. Oh yeah, when they're just like. It's all the scenes each other gone, like the fucking... scene's gone bad. And I wonder if Burt Reynolds was actually getting like fed up and like when he was hitting them, like because they kept on messing up. Right. Like, I wonder if he was really hitting them. <laughs> I wonder. He's getting Cause... pissed, getting pissed off at Dom DeLuise. Yeah, because he was like <laughs> 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 he <do> that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you do so that really well, you, actually. You... <laughs> It's funny you watched the nineties thing because I watched that documentary uh about uh Soli Moonfry called Kid Ninety. Okay, I don't know. Dude. I... Wow. This was um, about who? Punky Brewster, man. Oh, you know that is crazy that you bring her name up. Oh my god, I totally evoked her name. <laughs> Just this is that's no shit. Well, wait, Punky Brewster or Sully Moonfry? What's your no, name? no, no, Punky Brewster. The, the kids were joking about they were jump, joking about the babies and doing laundry. And what if the kids ended up with like mixed match socks or something? I was like, oh, no big deal. They turn into like the next Punky Brewster, you know. And I and I, and I honestly was sitting there. I was like, Punky Brewster, like man, she like resides in the where are they now file. Like where the hell is that girl? And she's Dude. not even she's a woman now. Like. So okay, pray tell. What is her deal? Okay, so you, let me. You, you've so, obviously looked in the file. You've the looked pre- in the where are they now file. Where is she? Yep. The premise. The premise. Okay. How many people right now are saying premise? Like after I said that, I was like, I, "Is that a, is that a prequel to a demise?" <laughs> I I love. Yeah, it is. Uh, I love uh, doing that kind of shit to see who's who's the person's going to correct me, or if I'll say it. <laughs> Because there's some people that just cannot help themselves, right? And oh, so yeah. I was like, and uh, epitome. Oh, well, God. you know he's the epitome of yeah. a marine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, epitome, right? No, I, I say epitome. You can say whatever you want. I okay, say, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> so, so, anyways, um, but I'll do that, or I'll, I'll, I'll like, anyways. Okay, back to Funky Brewster. Right. So. The, the premise, someone just said thank you, uh, of, the, of the documentary yeah. is, is that she kept all of her journals, all of her pictures, she, and she also videotaped everything Okay, right? when she went out. 
from when she was Punky Brewster till she was like 19, 20 years old. She kept every single thing. And she goes back in time and like talks about how it was uh, to be Punky Brewster, um, her career evolving after Punky Brewster, um, her friendships. Dude, you want to talk about a who's who of Hollywood? Uh, It's insane, the circles she ran. And weird, uh, she seriously dated uh, the, the lead rapper for House of Pain. Really? What? That's crazy. The circle she ran. And think about that, dude. She was on the whole, like, no, uh, just say no to drugs for the Reagans. Yeah. You know, she went to the White House several times. Like, dude, she was the the bee's knees. Right. In the 80s. Yep. Like, she was an 80, between her and Gary Coleman and she was uh, an icon. Played Webster. Yeah. She was iconic. But it goes through the whole. I, I don't want to say anything more. I'm just telling you right now, uh, it's riveting. Like, uh, how old is she now? Uh, in her forties. She's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a, she's our age. She's like forties. God, I, I can't even imagine. Like she she reveals like she talks about like who took her virginity. It's right. A, wow. Huh. Yeah. Yep. I just can't Gotta even, watch it, bro. It's just it's crazy, you know. I mean, it's almost like the it's almost like the story of the 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 kids from freaking uh Silver Spoons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ricky, like Ricky Schroeder. Yeah, like And then you see him or, in like a was war it, movie. Uh, You're like, oh no, it's, not, Ricky, not, it's little not, Ricky Schroeder. Not eight is not uh not shit. Which one is it? Uh Family Ties. Uh Yeah, know. but is it Family Ties the one with uh Gary Coleman? Oh no no no! That's uh, the world don't move. It's my freaking different ringtone. Different strokes. Different strokes. It's my, it's my ringtone. It's, like, dude, you freaking you look at the story of the kids that were in that film and where they ended up, or in that show. You know what I'm saying? Todd, Todd Bridges. He's Todd, dead now. Yeah, right? like Todd Bridges. I I did he? I know the I know the girl. Whatever. I can't remember her name. She died. Like she died of a drug overdose or something years ago. I mean, I and I know Todd Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges ended up in prison for fucking years. Gary I mean, Coleman, yeah. Lost I mean, his it's mind. just crazy. It's like, well, yeah, he lost his shit, dude. I mean, when he, I don't even remember what expose thing it was where they tracked him down. He was a security guard somewhere, and like when they pulled up in their car, like he's freaking Could out, you imagine jumping on the time... hood of the car and they're all like with cameras and shit. You see him just losing his mind. You're like, what the fuck? Could you imagine every time someone saw you say it, man, say, what you talking about, Willis? Oh my God. Uh, well, that was, that was, that was like the story about when I met freaking, when I met Mark Hamill, you know, when I met Mark Hamill, the band was playing that thing for the big red one release and he shows up and the guy who's our host is like, Kept referring to him as Mr. Skywalker. That's no shit. And I would have said, I would have said, his face, I'm your father. Seriously. And then I wanted him to say, no. <laughs> Dude, this, the look on his face as this guy just kept saying, yeah, when I went to the airport and picked up Mr. Skywalker, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's just sitting there shaking his head. <laughs> he's just like, I can't fucking believe this. Well, because like, uh, and I think you know, about many, that this like, is uh, one moment. 
This is one moment. How often? Ron Howard. Does this just gonna, do- everyone calls him Richie Cunningham. See, and I don't even think that, you know, at this point, because he's older, I mean, you're talking, that dude has, he's one of these very few people, man, who has been able to make a hugely successful transition from acting to directing and producing. I mean, he has made more of a name for himself, you know, that, I mean, I would, I would dare say, I mean, they, I don't, it's not even something you put money on. It's a guarantee that there is a certain cross section of people in this country who are film goers who don't even know that he used to be an actor who probably have never watched happy days, you know, who've never watched freaking, uh, you know, what the hell is it? The Man, I used to watch the shit out of some happy days, dude. Well, I know. I mean, everybody, everybody our age did. did you know? And what the, did you what watch? Laver- the... Did you really watch Laverne and Shirley? Or you just had to watch it because it was a show that was on before happy days? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were sort of synonymous with each other. And I liked, yeah. I, when I it was on. Shows. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is that it was also, well, it was. I mean, it actually, they did do that whole hybrid thing. But I mean, it was, uh, you know, you, we, we have to remember that these were shows that were on, dude, when there were like four channels. Milwaukee. You know what yep. I mean? So it was like, okay, well, if we're watching Happy Days and this happens to be what's on before it. It's like, okay, you're either going to watch that or whatever's on the other three channels. And if that stuff sucks, well, then I guess we're watching this. And I'm, I'm not saying that. I mean, I think Laverne and Shirley's a happy or I think it's a freaking hilarious show. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that for especially for its time, I think it was amazing to see Penny Marshall and the other girl. Um, <laughs> the other girl. Because <laughs> I cannot remember her name. But they were, I mean, they really, for, for the time, as... Two single women well, living female in Well, female comedic city. actors. Female comedic actors playing this very... Lead uh, role. Well, lead role, but that it was, uh, a, you know, slapstick kind of humor. Uh, you know, physical humor. You didn't, you didn't see that on television. I don't think... Was, they, I don't was, think that, a, was that a Norman Lear production? I wouldn't be shocked. I, I really don't know for sure. He had to have had something. In well, it. I mean, because he was even involved with in Penny everything. Marshall's was her brother or dad? I can't remember. Brother I, had to be brother. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but like I say, I mean, I guarantee you that there are people don't even realize that he was an actor. I mean, and all they know is that he's made all these amazing movies, which he has. I mean, dude, his well, freaking catalog of films is just and now. He's at the Henry point. Winkler, dude. He he's produced and directed. Oh yeah, before too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and then he played in like The Water Boy. So, well, right, exactly. I mean, he has a couple films that he's been in. Do you, you remember? Know. Do you remember? Did you ever watch the movie with him? His like breakout movie in quotations, Night Shift. I think I may have seen it a long time with ago. Michael Keaton, and they worked at a morgue. Huh. In New York City, and then they became pimps. No, I don't think. I, what, no, dude? I don't you think I ever saw that. Night shift, dude. Really? Oh my god! Yes. That sounds crazy. Oh, dude, think about it. Yes, yes, yes. You have to, you have to watch it, dude. It's, it's amazing. Ah. It's so eighties, but yes, yes. 
And Shelly Long is in there. She's a prostitute. Oh, really? Yeah. Shelly Long. Shelly Long. <laughs> um, of of, of uh, Cheers fame. Of Cheers fame. Yeah, this is pre-Cheers. Oh my god! This movie was pre-Cheers. Yeah, dude, you remember how, like, when Cheers was getting to the end? Because Cheers is one of those shows that Jennifer and I. I switched over to Frasier, dude. I'm just gonna tell you right now, like, nope. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I was, I mean, because both of those shows are shows that Jennifer and I did. The, they're the they're the type of show that Jennifer and I would turn on when we're going. Yeah, to Yeah, must see TV. Well, t- we would turn on like when we're going to bed. Because, I mean, they just go episode after episode after. You can watch it on, like, Netflix or some shit, you know? Yeah, and Woody Harrelson. Dude, oh, yeah. I mean, and he's another one. It's crazy when you see the films that that dude is still putting out. And he's, when you watch those early episodes of Cheers, when he's on there, you're like, holy he's, mackerel, he's like, dude. Who the fuck is this guy? Seriously, he looks like he's 20. You know, he's just a kid. You're like, oh, my God, that's Woody. He had freaking- hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he actually had hair. Yeah. But, I mean, no, those, those- I, and, and maybe that is, like, watching so much of Cheers. Like, that's, like, the why I like bars where there's regulars. And then I want to be a regular. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you've been in the Chiefs Club before. So, it's like yeah. that. Hey, it's going on. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, that was, you know, for my father. You know, when when we were growing up and I was a little kid and we lived in Northern Virginia, you know, my father used to stop at this place called the Vienna Inn. And I what, actually, what's, what's the crazy, place name again? The Vienna Inn. The Vienna Wait, it was Inn. In, it was in Vienna, Virginia, which is the town that we lived in. And it's crazy because I actually have a T-shirt from them now that I think I'm actually I'm actually wearing. Um, but like, dude, my father used to go there every day on his way home from from work that was just the standard my father would get out of work he would stop by the vienna inn he'd have a couple beers and he'd come home and you know, you know what did that you was his way of why he did that it was well i mean i was a little kid i didn't really talk to him yeah. about it but i mean that was his way of decompressing yep I, you know? that's that's what i was going with that yeah you don't want to you don't want to bring what you went through at work home you want to be completely when you're home you should be home right and if you go right from a bad day at work to uh straight into the house someone's gonna take the brunt of your bad day right <laughs> like, yeah, just... no i mean it's crazy like i mean and, and as kids you know it was this place the vnan i mean it was one of those kind of places just like so many other you know bars restaurants whatever where they like they sponsor little league teams and all that sort of stuff. Chico's Bell Bonds. Yeah, I mean, dude, we used you to know go... what movie that's from. No, the Bad News Bears. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> he had to get a sponsor, and it was Chico's Bell Bonds. But you know, it was like I, my father, like my, we would have like baseball practice or something, and like you know, on the way home from baseball practice, my dad would dip in there. And grab a beer and we'd like get a soda and we'd hang out, you know, and like my father would sit at the bar and we would sit in some, you know, one of the booths or whatever. And I mean, we're little kids, whatever. The and VNN. It, well, that's what I'm saying. it was like, dude, you could bring your kids in there. Nobody gave a shit. You know, it wasn't a big deal. And one of my father's favorite stories about this place, the guy who owned the place, his name was Mike and classic bar, you know, bartender. And uh, they served food and stuff there. And uh, my father used to tell this story about how uh, how this guy was sitting at the bar one day 
and they're having beers, and this guy orders a couple cheese, a couple uh, chili dogs. And Mike brings the freaking chili dogs out, and he gives them to the guy, and the guy looks down. He realizes there's a cockroach in one of the chili dogs. And the guy makes this scene about it. He looks at Mike. He's like, Mike, Mike, come here, come here. You know, he look, walks over, and he shows him this cockroach and this freaking chili dog. And Mike looks at the guy and he says, Sounds like a personal problem to me. I'm like, I want to own a bar like that. Seriously. This is like, this was the mystique of this place that my father loved, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember in college, uh, uh, we went, we would always go to this and it was literally a pool hall, but it was more of like a snooker. Right. I learned how to play snooker in college. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was called Booches. What a great, what a great fucking bar name, Booches. Yeah, going to Booches, yep. and there, there's a couple of things that, like, if I had a bar, that, that this would be it, right? Um, one is that whenever a regular died, whatever their bottle was that they drank went at the top of the bar, like, like, hey, that was that was Jimbo's bottle. Like that's he always drank. You know, right? Whatever, what Jim Beam, right? Right. Yeah. And it had a little lanyard across it, and put you know Jimbo, and then you know you, when you died. That's kind of cool. Um, and then on the bar, they had like where your spot was. Yeah. They, they would put the little placard. Oh, that's cool. Where your spot was, and then, dude, some of the 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 greasiest like little like almost a little bit bigger than the slider, but these hamburger they called them hamburgers. Right. Uh, I would always get the Western that had an egg and, and ham. Oh, nice. Uh, but, dude, and then you played pool the whole and you drank beer. That was it. Right. Of course. Yep. Yep. Oh, dude. I've heard and it had a walk up window. So if you didn't want to go in, you could still order the burgers and take them to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just. Damn, and it was, the, cool. it was one of the oldest bars west of the Mississippi. Really? Yep. What was the name? Of, what it was called? Booches. B O O. B O O C H E S apostrophe. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's pretty crazy, man. You know, I mean, and there were, you know, there were places I remember that were like that, you know, God, I mean, even I here. Remember. I remember. Because I remember being like, a, being like a senior in high school, and that was a big thing, you know, after school. You know, after well, there's, school. You know, there's, there's, there's that small town field vibe oh, yeah. bar. And we used then, to go like, and put the corner tables. I grew up, you know, it's suburbia. Right. So shopping malls, you know, yeah. they, they didn't have a lot of, you had to go, you know, outskirts to get to a bar like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was because of like watching TV and seeing that kind of situation and then growing up in suburbia. Now that's where I go towards. It's like, what's what's that cool bar that no one like that everybody goes to? Like everybody knows your name, right? Right. Um I think that's why I like going to the Chiefs Club so much is because sure, of course. it's always the same fucking people. Right. Everybody knows your business. You know what I mean? And you yep. talk shit about each other, but you still, you know, get along with each other all the time. Well, you know, I'll tell you what is kind of crazy about this town. Okay. Is, you know, there was a time when this when this Naval Air Station that used to be here was still active. This town was really sort of divided between like this one half, this one end of town was all military folks. Yep. And the other end of town 
the big entity that you had there was Bowdoin College. So you had a lot of these college kids and, you know, academics and all that kind of stuff over there. And that was closer to in town. But I remember even up into the time that I was going to high school, dude, like you never saw students from that college coming into down. Like they could walk if they wanted to right down into downtown Brunswick, you know, but they never did. Because the sailors, those dirty buggers. Well, no, I, 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 I swear to this day, I was joking about it with somebody just the other day. I swear that even when I was back in high school, that when these freshmen showed up to Bowdoin, I guarantee you they got a freaking safety brief. They got an orientation. And that trash said, do not go into downtown Brunswick. There is no, nothing down there for you but a bunch of freaking stoners and drunks and people sniffing glue. You know, and to be honest with you, they were right, because that's really what it was, was a bunch of townies that were down there. And I mean, it was, you know, I, dude, I remember this running freaking, you know, this running joke that or, you know, this little jingle that everybody used to sing when I was a kid. It was like, you know, when I was in high school, the jingle was like, if you can't get a girl, get a Bowden boy, you know. And, oh, yeah, I mean, this was the thing. It was like, and if you go way back, as I was talking to my boss, Gary, and, I mean, he graduated from the same high school I did, but he graduated in 66, and he was talking about that. He was like, oh, yeah, back in the early, mid-60s, I mean, these guys from the high school would go down to Bowdoin College to, like, find Bowdoin students, like, guys to pick fights with, you know, because you had the guys who were the college students, and then you had the townies. And that Have you ever has... see the movie Breaking Away? Yes. Yeah, yep. same thing, right? Yep. Um, but the thing is that that has changed so drastically now. Of course. Because downtown Brunswick now is owned by these kids. <laughs> it, I'm telling you now, but I'm going to own your ass. Dude, get... it's, it's no joke, man. Like, honestly, I, the downtown Brunswick area has transformed. I mean, there's a bar that's down there. It's like a restaurant called uh, Joshua's Tavern. It's actually named after Joshua Chamberlain, you know, from the 20th Maine. And, you know, Little Round Top, that whole thing. Um, and I remember back in the day, it was like, dude, you could not find... Like, if, if back in the day, if a, if a Bowdoin student dared to step in that place, they better stand by, because something was going to happen. You it know? was a record scratch place. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now, now forget it. I mean, now it's like, it's basically, I mean, the bar area and everything. Oh, I mean, it really has almost transformed into this college bar. You know, you go in there now. I don't even recognize the place. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I've gone in there and had dinner plenty of times. And, you know, my, my sister-in-law, you know, Chris and her husband, Scott, like, you know, they they used to go down there regularly. They would go down on Friday nights. And it, it's still a decent place to go and have dinner or whatever. But it's not what it used to be. I mean, well, it used to think, be what you're talking about. Yeah, it and, used, Go ahead. It used to be that kind of place where everybody who went in and sat at that bar knew each other. And if you, if you didn't show up, people were like, where's so-and-so? Why aren't they here? You know, it's, it's not that anymore. Yeah, and you know, I I remember like another bar that in my college town that everyone would go to, uh, especially on Thursday and Friday nights, was called Harpo's. And of course, the last the name of the last guy was Harper, 
the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back like 20 uh, or 15, 16 years later. Uh, and, you know, first of all, I felt creepy as fuck going into Do my you old feel house. like an old, you felt like yeah. an old man. And I was like 35, you know yeah. what I mean? But yep. all the locals, all the people that had graduated from Mizzou and, you know, they would go early. Right before yep. the college kids came in. Um, and, you know, we that's when we met. We met early. Like, oh, yeah, this is different. I've never been here in the daytime. Right. I've never <laughs> seen this in the daylight. Yeah, what is Oh, what? Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, thank God the lights are off. This place is a fucking dump. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but we ended up, it was weird. The transition was is that when we ended up, like, staying from when the college kids started uh, coming in, and I was like, wow. And they're all looking at you sideways like what yeah, are these like, old fuckers doing here? Old dude? <laughs> who are the rhinos? God. Did you know that, that rhino is the equivalent like to cougar? No. Who are the rhinos? <laughs> oh Lord. So no. okay. So because and we're it's a little bit early, but I wanted to like start on this because by the time we're getting done, I don't know. Did you watch the Grammys last night? No, I don't watch any of that. Did you know that the Grammys were on last night? No. Okay. Um, well, we can. We're gonna. We're still. We're gonna talk. About we can it. talk about it. Okay. Um, my my recap of the Grammys. Uh, first of all, um, I was saddened by the fact that there were no. I don't even want to say rock bands, but there were no rock bands that performed at the Grammys. And I am the, not even the least bit shocked. The The closest thing, <laughs> the closest thing to a band like that was when uh, Harry Styles, do you know who Harry Styles is? Yeah. Yeah, when he performed. Okay, that's not. Yep. And he actually had horns. Uh, that's, and uh, again, Jeremy, this is why I don't watch it because yeah. I, that it's, was I, I'm the so, absolute closest thing to a, a, like having a full on band. Like so, there was some there were some duets like John yeah. Mayer was on there and stuff like that. But I mean, like a band. And, and I'm going to when you say something, when you're done talking, then I'll, I'll say something else. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I feel like I feel I realize that the Grammys represents, you know, sort of that you know leading the industry you know but it's a popularity contest and and now they they include uh billboard includes streaming into the calculation of right and that's and and that's what i'm talking about it's to me it's just and i get that that's a thing but it's it to me it just alienates such a huge a huge cross-section of music lovers I mean, and I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, these people. Any, do... Anybody who grew up in the '80s that enjoyed glam rock and yeah, I mean, and alternative. I mean, and don't and, and the thing are... is, that I, I think people don't recognize. Some people don't recognize that you know, even back then, you had pop artists. You know, you had Whitney Houston back in the '80s, man. You know, she was huge. You had. You know, uh, what's her name there? Um, did freaking cold hearted snake? Um, Britney. You know, not Brittany, 
Cole, look into his eyes. Oh, oh, he's telling oh, lies. Uh, Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. You know, you had her. I mean, you had, the, you know, Sheena Easton. You had all of these people, you know, like they were huge pop artists. But well, they, and- but they did not dominate the scene the way that they do now. Like the way that, you know, these artists now, they, they crowd everybody out. And it's not even like, and I don't even think that it's so much about the fact that there's such a larger group of people that enjoy, you know, these pop artists. I think that it's purely because they're more, like you just said, they're more prevalent online. People are streaming their shit more often, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, Dead and Company, right? Grateful Dead. Yeah. Uh, do stadium tours, sell them out, you know, gross over $100 million a year. Yes. Um, and they're just you know yes they're regurg they're playing dead songs and stuff like that and they sure. added john mayer uh to the mix but they're not up for awards you know no. and, and as a matter of fact um like best rock album and stuff like that sad sadly enough are in the pre-show uh, that's ridiculous they have, they have the absolutely pre-show that ridiculous. happened during the day yeah and then they go and previously awarded, we have right. be- people who won, you know, best jazz out, and they just list them really fast. But right. they're not going to show that shit on TV. No, nope. <laughs> like, oh well, yeah, Chick- but I Chick- think that- who fucking died, right? Who is a legend, musician, legend. And then his trio won a Grammy, and it was just a little blip on the screen. Right. Yep. Now, I, that's I, I. That's why I, I can't even waste my time. It's 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 just ridiculous to me. So okay, moving on. Uh, a, a milestone was hit, and this is another like observa- It's just an observation, people. Yeah. Um. So Beyonce broke the record for most Grammys by an artist uh, last night with twenty-seven. She won twenty-seven of them last. No, night? No, I'm sorry. Total throughout oh, total. her career. Yep. Okay. She won the most Grammys out of any artist since the inception of the Grammys. Um, now here's the thing that I'm, I'm to the point where you're at that unfortunately in my mind has discredited, uh, the, the Grammys for good for me is that, um, their daughter who I believe is like maybe between the ages of either 13 to 15. Mm-hmm. Won a Grammy last night. That's so a fourteen-year-old won won a Grammy for for, and she wasn't the artist. She was like a, a producer or something like that. What? Yep. Yep. No. Bye. <laughs> see you. In, <laughs> see you in Bye. the next. See you in the next life. No, that's just yeah. absolutely obscene. Ah, I mean, there's just no way that you could. There's no way you could convince me. That some fourteen-year-old kid, as a record producer, is out there, you know, doing more revolutionary, innovative, you know, what, whatever, you know, creative thing than people who have been doing this for decades, you know, masters of the industry, and some fourteen-year-old kid is the one who gets this trophy. You'll fuck yourself, whatever. Now it's just ridiculous. I, you know, and like you just said, I mean, the fact that the fact that nothing having to do with rock and roll is even part of the show. 
you know, it's like, so what is this? Is this this genre of music, as far as the Grammys are concerned, is just is like dead? I mean, that was that was the thing. Is that years ago, the guys that you I was looking it up. She's nine. A nine-year-old won a Grammy, and, and she got a writing credit on her mother's okay song. Yep. Nine. Anyhow, so uh, Saturday night was boiled dinner. <laughs> Oh no! You're gonna you're gonna eat your meat because you can't have your pudding. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking of great fucking Grammy bands and artists, um, yeah. So another another thing with the Grammys, um, and uh, I will say like Bruno Mars has a new uh, group called Silk Sonic, and he's such a throwback. Like, yeah. I, He's top three for me in Super Bowl performances. Sure. No, I agree. Um, but so his was good. But I, do you have you ever heard of Cardi B? Yes. Okay. Is she the one who did the whole like wet pussy song? They performed that last night. Are you kidding me? It's it's what it's uh, WAP, wet ass, and then pussy. Uh, um, but they changed the words and I was talking with somebody at work, uh, uh, you know, about that performance. I was like, Hey, do you know what the, like, I didn't know that that that's what that meant by the way. Okay. Uh, April had to tell me what that meant. I was like, what? And yeah. they're doing it right now. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And, and I likened it to this. That is our equivalent, our age groups equivalent. If, if uh, two live crew went on the Grammys and performed, hey, we want them, right? But right, then well, change the words. Well, dude, it's the same thing. It's it's the Doors going on freaking television and playing "Light My Fire," you know, yeah. and the people from the television, you know, being like, "Listen, we 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 just appreciate if you change the words because you can't say anything about getting higher." Like maybe you could just change the words, and of course Jim Morrison actually sang like we couldn't get much higher, and it totally blew everybody's mind that he actually sang this on on live television, you know. But it's what what bothers me, okay? What bothers me, and I'm not going to get on a soapbox here, man, but it bothers me that you have an artist like that who is 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 being, you know, who's being elevated. With a piece of, you know, a, a, a piece of art, if you want to call it that, you know, whatever, you know, is being elevated. But at the same time, it's like, but these are the same people. It's like, are you the, are you the same people who are, who are supporting the whole hashtag Me Too movement? But I don't understand how those two things coincide. Like, you, you can't have one and then have the other. Like you, you're railing against in one breath, you're railing against the objectification of women, you know, but then you have, you know, but then you're screaming about how awesome this song is about wet ass pussy. And I'm like, okay, I don't under, I, and that's my thing. Like I said, no soapbox. I don't get how you get the, how you get to have those two things in the same breath. That just to me is those, those are two opposite polar things. And whatever and that just blows my mind the same people you know the and this is why i don't watch any of the award shows and and i think that it's interesting you're talking about the rock artists 
being absent from the whole thing. The reality is, is that the people who are producing these shows, and you know this is true, the people who are producing these award shows over the probably the past 20 years have seen their viewership plummet. No one watches these award shows anymore. Number one, because there's a million other channels on television, and God knows there's something more interesting than watching a bunch of these people sit around who are all multimillionaires. You know, they're all these ultra-rich freaking artists, actors, musicians, whatever, all stroking each other all night. You know, and then they take the opportunity. Those are the ones that get shown. But that's what that's what I'm saying. You know saying. what I mean? Like that's I, what I'm I saying. Will say because somebody um, who our band has opened for, right? right? Um, and he's a fantastic musician, and he was up uh, for a Grammy, and you know, unfortunately, he didn't win. But his time will come, right? Um, but that's but that's who's my not point. a who's who's out on the road like right. earning but those that's, miles. But and that's he's my not point. he's not he doesn't get to play in front of everyone whereas people who are known entities yes play for everyone that's my point those are the people you're going to see on the show the television network is going to televise those people because the people right because you know because they're millionaires because everybody knows who they are and all this stuff and all these people do is sit around and oh my god thank you so much you know, whatever. And then they get up there and they take the opportunity to, you know, spout some political bullshit and jab everybody. And, you know, and then they wonder why nobody watches the shit. Cause it's like, I used to watch the Emmys or the, the Emmys or the Grammys or the Academy Awards because it was entertaining instead of having somebody, you know, throw political bullshit in my face. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, to me, if there's just something it's, I'm, I feel so completely, I feel so completely detached from it you know what i'm saying they don't sh- they're not showing anything that is relevant to music that i enjoy so all these people i'm, I'm just like what well, i'm just gonna sit here and watch this parade of ultra rich superstars cross my television and like okay i feel no connection to it at all and and again it's, i think it's got to be a response to it's got to be a response to you know what the ratings are they're trying to find a way. They think that if we show all these super rich, you know, super famous people on here, everybody's going to tune in, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, I don't know. Who's listening to Cardi B? I mean, do you know anybody who's listening to her? I mean, I, like I said, honestly, like I never, I I, I didn't know that um, that was a, like, I, I didn't know what that meant, like what that song was about. Well, right, I know, but I'm saying, but do you know? <laughs> no, anybody? I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, I don't know anybody who listens to Cardi B because they're probably all 12 years old. You know, they're probably 12 to 15 year old girls or something who listen to this, and they're the ones who are online endlessly. You know, because of course the boys aren't, li- you know, the boys aren't listening to this because they're too busy either, you know, playing video games or watching internet porn. Well, you know, you know, you know what's a and, and another great story that no one's ever gonna fucking know about. And you know, I have, of course, I have a very, uh, I'm very connected from from just the blue stuff, right? Right. But there's a a, a man from Batonia, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Jimmy Duck, Jimmy Duck Holmes, right? And he's 73 years old. 
He doesn't read music. He doesn't write music. And he doesn't write lyrics. And this man okay. uh, met someone and was like, hey, can you come? I want to I bring you to Nashville and just record what you're singing. Right? Right. Yeah, sure. And he had no idea. Like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. Um, but he's like, this is the way I am. This is the way I hear it. And this is the way I'm going to play it. And so the, the, the guy who brought him in was Dan Arbach. Uh, he's from the Black Keys. Yep. And they recorded a fucking album and it was up for a Grammy. Oh, wow. Right. That That's a story that Grammy, like, if they want to really reach someone, in my opinion, like, yeah, this is a man who just sings from his soul. Right. Sure. Uh, and then there you and he, he never plays this, the song the same way twice, dude. Right. Because he's not a trained musician. But it, at least it was up for a Grammy. You know what I mean? Right. Well, no, exactly. That's you know, what it's just, about right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I say, I, I see so many of these people. And, and this is really, you know, when we're talking about the industry, you know, so many of these people that you see walking away with these awards during prime time are products of the industry. So, the industry's created them. So here's here's another though. Uh, this is our our claim to fame for um, uh, music Mondays, New Music Mondays. Yeah. So Fiona Apple. Yes. Yep. We brought her up on New Music Monday. Yep. Won a Grammy. Oh really? They probably heard our 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 podcast. Yeah, they heard our- like, <laughs> this is the album you need to check out from Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Apple, mm-hmm. and she won a Grammy last or uh, last night for what? Uh, what for was the category? The Fetch the Bolt co- alternative music album. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Because before Very I brought cool. it up, I was like, "Yeah, I haven't heard anything in a while." Yeah, for sure. Speaking of New Music Monday, what do you have? Oh, dude. It's it's so I was so impressed, like and I and first of all, the way that the, the music industry is going now, especially in in the these pandemic times. I used to call it COVID times, but you can just call it pandemic times, I think. Right, yeah, I yeah. I think it's better. Um is the new Bruno Mars uh project. Really? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, but why I was saying that the way that the industry is changing is because a lot of times what people are doing now is uh, saving money by just recording singles and releasing singles. Oh, yeah, sure. And so you give people a taste um, and then you release it and then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and then more, more, more. We want more, 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 more. But. Uh, it's called uh, Leave the Door Open, and it's by Silk Sonic, and it's a complete throwback, like a night, like 70s, 80s, like R&B throwback, which very Bruno Mars, but he's adding another guy named Anderson Pock, P-A-A-K, uh-huh. uh, to his group. Uh, but they're an actual band. They're not a completely just electronic uh, entity and just add vocals on top of it. So check it out. No, that's very cool, man. I and, mean, he... and 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 he did a really cool little Richard tribute. Oh, cool! Last night, yep. Nice. 
No, that's cool, man. I dig Bruno Mars. He's a really creative guy. I think the thing that's really neat about him is that he's not af- he's not afraid to really you know step outside the box, um, and try stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is really really cool. He's de- he's he's definitely not uh, he's definitely not just sort of a one trick pony, you know, um, or as uh, as the president likes to say, a one horse pony. Huh. Um, you know, and it's awesome. I mean, we've covered I, when I was when I was active duty, we covered a couple of his tunes with like some of our show bands. Um, our our what is it called? The mo- modern. What is what's the the acronym for the rock bands now? Oh, PMG. PMG. There we go. Popular music group. Yes. So um, the uh, mine is actually kind of. It kind of interesting. My buddy Mike sent me this video, and it's uh, kind of kind of personal in a way. Uh, you know, lately in the past couple months, I was really dealing with this trigger finger issue, um, and I don't know how I, I don't know how in depth I've sort of talked about that on the show, uh, but you know, really, it, it can become very debilitating. Uh, you know, it really is. A, it, it's a, a condition where the uh, the tendons that are running up and down your fingers on the inside, you know, the bottom of your fingers, uh, start to get swollen and they get caught up in this sort of like sheathing that goes around them. And so what happens is, you know, you make a fist, and then when you go to open your fingers, like your fingers won't open. And, you know, initially they sort of get caught and then you can sort of snap them, you know, into place. If you don't get, you know, if you don't get them looked at, uh, eventually, if you don't get it looked at, eventually you, you have to like sort of force your fingers open with your other hand. They can, and you can imagine, uh, as a musician, how, how destructive this could be. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had to seek treatment for mine. It was getting really, really, it was extraordinarily painful. Uh, and I finally had to go and get a cortisone shot and go do physical therapy. And I, it really has helped. Um, I mean, it gets a little stiff sometimes, but it was nowhere near what it was. Uh, but Steve Vai just released this new song called Knapsack. And he released it. It's on, uh, there's a video of it on YouTube of him playing the song. Uh, but there's also an accompanying uh, interview or video. Um, I think it's called Alien Alien Water Secrets or something. It's of like course volume it, it nine. Has alien in it. Well, of course, that's his thing. Uh, but he is actually, like, his right arm is in a cast. Is in a sling, I mean. And his arm, hand is all bandaged up and his left hand is bent. Apparently, he had to have surgery done. Um, and it was this very similar type of thing. He was suffering with trigger finger and I think that he was having some carpal tunnel issues. And so he had to get this stuff looked at and he's sort of talking in the interview about how, you know, you need to be very conscious or conscientious, I guess, um, as a musician to the condition of your hands uh, and really being able to differentiate between fatigue and real pain. Um, which I could definitely tell the difference. I mean, there's one thing when you've been doing a lot of playing and your hands are just tired, you know, they ache, just like if you were at the gym and you did a lot of working out and your muscles are tired, 
there's a very different, there's a very large difference between that and pain. You know, when you're getting these sharp pains or these burning pains in your hands, that's usually the sign that there's something that you really need to get looked at. Um, But the wild thing about Knapsack is that he actually plays this song with one hand on his guitar. Wow. So all, dude, all the work that he does is with his left hand on the fretboard. And obviously he's got some sort of an effect, which I can only assume has got to be high compression on the guitar. So he's not actually picking any of the strings, but between hammering on the strings and doing, you know, uh, like pulling off of them and so forth, dude, it is absolute shredding. I I mean, Steve Vai is a genius player anyway, and I think that he's truly a one of a kind. Um, I'm not sure we'll ever see a guitarist as proficient and eloquent and skilled as he is. Um, Because we're talking about thinking outside of the box, Bruno Mars. You're talking about another individual in Steve Vai who is very much the same thing. Like there is in his mind, there is nothing that is not possible. Um. And to watch him play this song with one hand on the neck of this thing is just mind blowing. <laughs> it's just crazy, dude. You know, so I'll definitely share it. It's something to check out. It's really wild. Um, and, you know, definitely for me, it was one of those things seeing a guy like that, you know, even even somebody as, a, as accomplished as Steve Vai, you know, can can suffer these sort of setbacks physically um, from doing a lot of playing and stuff. So for the folks who are out there listening to the show who, uh, you know, might have a, a hankering, a hankering for the, for the, for the Muzak and getting on an instrument, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Uh, because, uh, if, if you're not, uh, not taking care of those, no, not taking care of those hands and doing the right things and, and getting enough rest and all the rest of it, it can really come back and, and bite you hard. So, um, but yeah, no, totally cool, dude. Totally cool. We got to check some stuff out, share some stuff on the page. Hey, if anybody else out there uh, listening to the show has anything that they've come across new, maybe something not so new you've rediscovered or uh, something you're into right now music-wise, dude, feel free to get on the page, share some stuff. It's wide open. Um, and we've and, grown uh, a little bit. We have. We're, we have. We're getting closer to five honey, man. There it is. Getting closer. <laughs> yeah, five hundred people. A celebration. We're at four ninety. <laughs> oh my lord! Yes, yes. Four. So push, people. Push. Tell your family. Tell, tell your, your friends. friends. Tell your friends. And on Thursday, we're gonna have YouTube Thursday. We're gonna come up with some really cool, fun stuff. Oh, uh, before we split, hey. I want to give a shout out. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, rest man. in peace. Passed away the other day at 66 years old, unexpectedly. Uh, legend. Hearns legend. Hagler, one of the greatest yes. one of the greatest fights matches of, ever. Of all time. And uh, yeah, Hagler will uh, Hagler with his war hat uh, will 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 remain in our hearts forever. And that's uh Sad to see him go, but I just want to give him a shout out. And for all the folks who are out there checking out the show, thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Thursday. Be good. Stay safe. Talk to you later, brother.